bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. What is all this stuff? So every time I come in here, this computer says, hey, we're going to reboot. And I'm like, why, why are you rebooting in the middle of my show? Because the person before me, Tari Lowe, didn't reboot his computer an hour ago. But here's the problem. The computer said, a player in 24 hours, I'm rebooting. And it doesn't matter really what you say or do, it's rebooting. So I think next time it pops up next hour, I'm going to just let my computer reboot. And I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to put someone else through what everyone else puts me through. I'm going to sacrifice. Now, you know it's not a sacrifice when you got to tell everybody it's a sacrifice, right? I <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, once again, I've been spending all of my off time reading. I'm in the process of doing some research on things. And, of course, I come across things that have to do with law enforcement that I go, hmm, that's interesting. So, I have a question. Are you for or against capital punishment? And I don't know if I've ever asked that question before. But I want to know whether or not you are for capital punishment. I was kicking it around, and, and I came across some things that made me 
question the veracity of capital punishment. And so, as you well know, capital punishment in the state of Wisconsin is not legal. So capital punishment was capital punishment, talking too fast, in Wisconsin was abolished in 1853. Wisconsin was one of the earliest United States states. You know, you can tell somebody from Wikipedia wrote this, right? Uh, to abolish capital punishment and is the only state that has performed only one execution in its history. Since its admission to the Union in 1848 as the 30th state, the only execution carried out in Wisconsin was the botched execution of immigrant farmer John McCaffrey, who was hanged August 21st, 1855 in Kenosha County for drowning his wife in a backyard cistern. Wisconsin abolished the death penalty in 1853, just two years after McCaffrey's execution. In 2006, an advisory referendum showed that 55.5% of Wisconsin voters were in favor of reinstating capital punishment, and state legislature did not adopt any statute to implement the popular vote. So what? how do you really feel about capital punishment? People that I know look at capital punishment the same way we look at being Democrat or Republican. Extreme. It's either kill everybody or don't kill anybody. The problem with both arguments is that it doesn't take into account the victim. They're dead. It doesn't take into account the family of the victim. They're voiceless. And so at some point, we have to just reconcile What are we going to do about it? We have some people that use the Christian Bible and say, thou shalt not kill. But I remind them, actually, in its original form, it's thou shalt not murder. Murder is different from killing. Murder is premeditated. It's like homicide, right? The premeditated taking of a human life. So if you commit murder... That's different. But I had to figure it out and I had to look at it and I had had to look at it and kick it around. And so let me get this right. Let me see if I got it straight. If I try to kill somebody, so me, John Doe, tries to kill Jack Doe, right? Me and Jack Doe got a beef. I don't like Jack. Jack don't like me. If I try to kill him, somebody else, the police, a third party, right, kills me. In self-defense or defense of others. So if I try to kill somebody, John Doe trying to kill Jack Doe, Jack Doe kills me. Right? I'm dead. While I'm trying to kill Jack Doe, Robert Doe comes in in defense of Jack Doe, kills John Doe, me. Am I what? I'm dead. The police, I try to commit a crime. John Doe, 
Eric, though, the police officer, sees me, tries to stop me from shooting back at Robert, shooting back at Jack, or trying to stab him, shoots and kills me. Another third party, right? I'm still dead. So it doesn't matter if I try to kill somebody and I'm killed. I try to kill somebody and an innocent third party intervenes in that person's defense. Or the police show up in that person's defense. I'm dead. Now, if I try to kill somebody and I succeed, they're dead. I've killed Robert Doe, Jack Doe, and if it's the police, Eric Doe. Killed them all. They're dead. Now I'm convicted of homicide. The intentional taking of a human life. Right? First degree intentional homicide in the state of Wisconsin. I'm convicted. I have a jury of my peers. They go and deliberate like 30 seconds. Boom. I'm in prison. For life. And when somebody asks about capital punishment, people argue, well, capital punishment is inhumane. It's immoral. You shouldn't kill a person. I said, well, wait, 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 wait. I just killed somebody. So, and they're dead. So what I'm really hearing is if I kill somebody and they die, it's immoral to kill me. But if somebody kills me while I'm trying to kill somebody, that's okay. That's kind of weird to me. Something doesn't make sense when if I try to do something like homicide and I'm killed, everybody goes up too bad. So sad. You're in the commission of a felony. You're done. No harm, no foul to the person that did it. But if I do it as an actor, as a criminal, and I actually kill somebody, well, you can't kill him. That's immoral. Does that even make any sense? And, you know, as I thought about it and kept trying to look at all the different ways about how it fit, I only came up with one conclusion. Whether I'm the actor, the victim, or the shooter, Dead is dead. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. 
The award-winning 1017 The Truth Street Team, sponsored by UW Credit Union, is coming to an event near you tonight, Wednesday. Washington Park from 5 till 8 p.m. to celebrate Washington Park Wednesday's summer concert series. It will be a night of music and fun and food. and Can't wait to see you there. 1017 The Truth Street Team is sponsored by UW Credit Union. They're here forever re. You Also, we're the home of Marquette University High School football. We have a big-time match coming up this weekend as two traditional football powerhouses clash, and you could be here for the class. Did you catch the clash in class? Yeah. <laughs> I just got looked at like, really? Uh, tune in this Friday night, Marquette High See, I, I got a, I got a Marquette University High School Hilltoppers. Get it right. I get it right. If you're gonna write this, get it right. You cannot abbreviate the name of a high school. That's like calling Riverside Riverside um, University School or Riverside High School. People screaming, "It's Riverside University High School." Well, then it's Marquette University High School. Football. They're taking on the Arrowhead Warhawks, so that's going to be a really good game. Those are two really good teams. So kickoff is at 7 o'clock Friday Night Football on The Truth. It's presented by Gruber Law Offices. One call. That's all. Well, that kind of messed up my Friday night because now I got to be listening to The Truth because the Hilltop is a plan. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, what is that about? Hmm. All right. I have to, I have to remember things sometimes are on delay sometimes. And so I get stuff and I'm like, what is it? <laughs> Kyle just sent me a text and said, I'll have you know, sir, they go by Marquette High. I don't care. I said Marquette University High School, period. Full stop. My show. But he's the boss. That's all I got. That, that's like the only power I have. All I can say is na 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 na. That's it. Then I disappear for a week. <laughs> You're in trouble. Nah, beat it. So, I, well, well, then why didn't eh, eh. my ADHD has me overthinking things, right? Why isn't it like this? And why isn't it like that? And, and ask questions and then get in trouble. Although I did have somebody tell me face to face that I should not have said that I have ADHD. And so I, I asked them, I said, well, why? Well, that's personal. I said, but aren't you the one that wants everybody to be authentic? Like, aren't you the one that complains when people are not authentic? And now you don't want to be? I have to move my computer. And now you don't want to be authentic? Like, make up your mind. Because I don't really understand that. I don't, I don't understand today why authenticity is such a problem. Like, question. 833-212-1017 is the number. What is the most authentic act someone has done for you that you'll never forget? 
because we we talk about people being being truthful and real and all that stuff. But in the end, it comes down to are people real and authentic? That's what I want to know. And 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 what is the most authentic thing that has happened to you? So I believe some things are life altering. Right? And by the way, Mr. Madee said some guy called Mr. Hughes bad mouthing you teaching racism at their school in I think Hartford. Anyway, I don't know what that's about. I don't really care. <clears throat> anyway, some some things are are life altering. Some things that can happen to you change your life. An authentic act puts you really in a place where 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 there's no way something could happen, and then somebody did it for you. So, has that ever happened to you? Like somebody said, you know what? I'm going to do this for you. There's, 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 there's no, there's, I don't, I don't know. No strings attached. For me, it was getting into grad school, getting into get my PhD. And I, and I think I told the story a while ago. Like after the meeting, I had to come present writing samples and stuff like that and have a, have an interview. And then he said, well, if you're interested, um, show up here next Tuesday. And I and I looked at him and I said, so, so is there an application I need to fill out? Or is there no, you gotta take the Miller analogies or the or the GRE, take whichever one. I said, so what score do I need? He said, I don't care. And I said, Well, what do you mean you don't care? Like, don't I need to he said, take it. And I said, he said, it's not a real indicator of how well you'll do in graduate school. I said, well, what's the great indicator? He said, you. I was like, well, what do you mean? He said, you. He said, if you have the tenacity and the resilience and the wherewithal, you'll finish. And if you don't, you won't. And that's kind of it. He said, that's why no matter what test you take, there's a 50% dropout rate. It's like that. It's the, that, that's the way graduate school is built. Half the people that go get a doctorate don't finish. I was like, what? Okay. And I showed up and stuck it out. I kid you not. When I showed up, there were literally about 20 people in the class. You know, you know how many people graduated with me five years later? Close. Eight. Eight. Now, here's the kicker. Guy I sat across from first night. Never came back. So if you can read a book called Foundational Concepts of Methodological Research and go, oh, my God, I love the book. Something's wrong. And you should go get a doctor. <laughs> so, so but, but that's something he did. Now, I understand that was kind of quid pro quo because I was in the second cohort. Third, second, third, first, second. I think I was in the third cohort of the school. 
So there had only been like maybe 10 people prior and then maybe like, you know, eight or 10 people the next time and then us. So at the time, we were the largest cohort, even though many of the people didn't finish, which is kind of expected, right? So that I would look at that as something someone did that was authentic for me because they got students and I got in school and had to pay for it. So I don't know if it was two-way, right? They needed a diverse group of students. I wanted a doctorate. That was that. But I'm talking about a one-way no holes barred, authentic act with no strings attached that someone does for you. Has that happened to you? And if so, what was the act that was done that you'll never forget? 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm, I'm trying to figure out my authentic act. Now, there's no real way to say it without it sounding the way it sounds. I've done that for other people. I've seen a need and I just did it. Now I'm going to get myself in trouble, so don't tell. All right. So a friend of mine's kid was going on a trip. And it was one of those trips of a lifetime, right? It was one of those trips that when I was growing up, I didn't get to go on the trip because my mother didn't have any money. So for me, the senior trip was putting money together from family members to get it all together so that we could pay for the trip. My trip was to Springfield, Illinois from Chicago, not Washington, D.C., New York. You know how kids take trips now, right? you know, from them suburban bougie schools. And so both of my daughters went to Divine Savior Holy Angels. I, I've made that public. I love, I love the school, support the school, 110%. Whatever they need, I got them. And if you want to send your kids to a great school, no, they're not paying me for this. All girls, Divine Savior Holy Angels. I'm just saying. So I was able to do that. My kids went on trips. They traveled all around playing rugby all over the country, um, even went to France. My youngest daughter went to France, speaks fluent French, right? Went to France. I didn't never go to France when I was a kid in school. I could only get to the state capital <laughs> as if that was seeing something. And so a friend of mine's daughter had the opportunity to go out of the state. And go somewhere. And so they had one of those, hey, I got this thing set up and they can biff. Can you please give money to? Drives me crazy. I'm one of those people that when I see a need and, it, and it's really, really needed, I want to just be able to go in, call some friends and say, hey, dude, um, we're doing such and such. Can you give me X amount of dollars and we're going to do it? And they say, okay. And then I go, excuse me. Yes, here. What's that? That's, that's, that's your thing that y'all need. You need a bus because you're taking sick people to the hospital or doing something, whatever. Here you go. And then we're done. Number two, don't call me because I'm not going to do that for you. But anyway, I digress. So they were like three or $400 short. Now, they had already raised a couple grand, and they were like three or $400 short. And the money had to be in on like Monday, and this is like Thursday. 
And I'm thinking to myself, I know people. People are going to look at it and go, oh, somebody will give it. Isn't it weird that if you need like three grand or four grand, I, I, I don't even remember what the, what the amount was. People will always, when it's new, say, okay, I'll get $25. That'll be cool. But then when it gets toward the end, they just kind of go, well, I guess they'll make it. Or, or mom or dad will fill in. If mom and dad could fill in, they would not have had the fundraising set up. And so the fundraising was set up. And so Saturday, I look at it, and it's still at the same amount. And I said, forget it. I'm done. And I paid it. And I paid it anonymously. Because I just paid. Because I was like, at some point, I think it would do the person good to get it and then realize somebody did it and you don't know who. But that's how authentic it was. That's how I think we should deal with each other. Every now and then, you should find that person. But what type of act has someone done for you? 833-212-1017 is the number. When we come back, I want to hear what authentic act someone did for you that you'll never forget. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You ever tried something and everything you tried, like the one time you need to get in an email, wrong password. I just, and then the bad part is you can use the same password to try to get in afterwards when you don't need it. Boop, it opens. It opens. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Have Have you done anything? Has anyone ever done anything authentic for you? That hey, I like you, or or, well, no, not like that. But you know, I want to do something for you, and then they did it. No strings attached. I remember being that kid that couldn't, or you had to wait on everybody else to help you, right? And that drove me crazy. And I swore to myself, I would never be broke and I would never be as broken as I was growing up. And I think I've held to it. I think I've held to it. And many people, you're not sensitive. Well, I'm not you. I'm me. Respect me instead of trying to make me be like you because I'm not you. You haven't been through what I've been through. You haven't suffered what I've suffered. You haven't won what I won. And so in that instance, my favorite term, I'm not really caring how you feel about it or think about it. And as my father used to say, quiet is kept. 
keep your opinion to yourself about me. Don't assume based on what other people have done and you heard about other people or you heard about me something I did or said when you didn't ask me. Because you know what I'm going to tell you? None of your business. Like, why are you even bothering to talk to me about something? That's none of your business. But we don't like to feel uncomfortable. We don't, we don't like for people to tell us to mind our own business. I'm appalled at some of the things I'm seeing in the news about how we're treating people and canceling people for things that make absolutely positively no sense whatsoever. So do you know who Leonard Bernstein is? Oh, my God, you're just a terrible. Do me a favor. You know what? That's okay. Da, 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 da. I could do it myself. Let's see. Click there. Leonard. Oh, look at that. His name pops up. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Let me think. Ah, there we go. A mix of Leonard Bernstein. So if you don't know who Leonard Bernstein is, he's a composer. He's a conductor. And he is literally one of the most amazing um, conductors. Like, for me, in the history of music. Like, phenomenal. Right? So let me see if I got this right. We'll see. This is Adagio for Strings Violin Concerto. So that's the kind of music that Leonard Bernstein plays, right? Simple, easy, straightforward. Leonard Bernstein's family denounces cancel culture efforts against Bradley Cooper for portrayal of the composer. Now, what could you possibly think that somebody could have done, right? What could you have think or thought somebody could have done to spark outrage. Oh my God, we got to cancel him. He's terrible. Bradley Cooper, phenomenal actor. I think he's won an Academy Award. I'm not sure. But I mean, dude is cold. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Bradley Cooper. Family said it breaks our hearts. They're speaking out after social media users come, uh, complain that Bradley Cooper used Jewface to portray Leonard Bernstein. Who are these people who don't understand that you are actually playing someone? Like you're pretending. We well, you should have found a Jewish guy to play Leonard Bernstein. Huh? 
Is Bradley Cooper Jewish? Okay, can you check and see if Bradley Cooper's Jewish? The name doesn't sound Jewish, but. Well, how's the name sound Jewish? Yep, somebody will get offended about that too. And it's not meant to be offensive. Offensive. So if you are, my apologies. Some of famed conductor Leonard Bernstein's family members are defending the actor Bradley Cooper, who was accused of perpetrating offensive stereotypes against Jewish people. First of all, why is it never the group that's offended screaming they're offended? Cooper was attacked by some people on social media users after a new trailer for the film Maestro was released today. A number of accounts identified by NBC News in a recent Story headline, Bradley Cooper accused of Jew face over a prosthetic nose in Leonard Bernstein biopic Maestro based their attacks on speculation that Cooper was using a prosthetic nose. Bradley Cooper is facing mounting backlash of his apparent use and they called it an example of Jew face. But an account that identified itself as representing Jamie Alexander and Nina Bernstein praised Bradley Cooper for including the three of us along every step of his amazing journey as he made his film about our father. And it breaks our hearts to see any misrepresentations or misunderstandings of his effort, the statement read. It also seemed to reference the controversy around Cooper's portrayal. It read, it happens to be true that Leonard Bernstein has a nice, big nose. The statement concluded, continued, Bradley chose to use makeup to amplify his resemblance, and we're perfectly fine with that. We're also certain that our dad would have been fine with it, too. And the family pushed back against strident complaints around Cooper's physical appearance in the film as disingenuous attempts to bring a successful person down a notch. A practice we observed all too often perpetrated on our own father. Before the statement was released on X, formerly known as Twitter, NBC News included data from the Anti-Defamation League that indicated there were 3,697 reports of anti-Semitic incidents throughout the U.S., which is said to be the highest number on record since it began tracking anti-Semitic incidents in 1979. And we're talking about incidents that were never validated, that were not investigated. So how do you know? Those are just reports. I'm reporting, Alex, you hurt my feelings. How many reports of you hurt my feelings have there been in America? Okay, I'm just saying. NBC News is also quoted as saying uh, actress Sarah Silverman, who has also spoken out against Hollywood for having a long tradition of non-Jews playing Jews. Um, Netflix, the company behind Cooper's upcoming film Maestro and the Anti-Defamation League, of course, did not respond to a request for comment. And a spokesperson did not respond for Mr. Cooper. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I mean... It's a movie. And by the way, Alex, I'm offended because you played the Hulk and you're not a big hulking white guy. So we got to we got to do something about that. We got to you're, you're 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 now canceled. You're you're shorter than the Hulk. Right. You're supposed to be like seven or eight feet tall. Like, what are we doing? And I don't see anybody banging on Lizzo for what she did in her lawsuit and what she did to people. Right. Because you like her. It's OK. How exactly do we suspend our disbelief and watch a movie? But I guess these are the same idiots 
that praise the other idiotic movie that is completely and totally out of my culture, Barbie. You do realize someone like Leonard Bernstein literally considered a maestro probably the number one conductor that I've heard of in my lifetime. And you actually complain about that, someone trying to portray him authentically. But then you turn around and you actually made the number one movie in America, Barbie, after a fictitious white plastic doll. You know what that tells me? I almost said no offense, but I'm meaning it to be offensive. If you went to go see that movie, you're an idiot. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Американская фирма Transceptor Technology приступила к производству компьютеров персональный спутник. You're listening to Truth in the afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, August is Black Business Month and the award-winning 1017 The Truth is teaming up with Associated Bank to celebrate the excellence of Black-owned businesses in our community. And so together, we're committed to uplifting local organizations and supporting Black businesses. And that's why Carrie Noni will be spotlighting four Black businesses here in Milwaukee and telling the success of their stories as long with the story of their success. So be sure to tune in, follow us, 1017 The Truth on social media and YouTube so that you can watch the incredible stories of these black-owned businesses. Truth Nation, we encourage you to buy black all month long, all quarter long, all year long. Whatever your financial needs are, Associated Bank can help member FDIC. Mr. Madee said, oh, the caller said, you know you're all right in spite of being a younger baby boomer. Are you an older baby boomer? Because I am, I embrace my booming. <laughs> I, I embrace it. I'm like millennial. Like, what is millennial? I'm a millennial. And then millennials get mad, and they actually think boomers get upset when they go, okay, boomer. Like, ha, 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 you're so stupid. I'm like, dude. In my dotage, I will have forgotten more than you'll know at any time of your life. What are you talking about? Right? You probably went to go see Barbie, didn't you? Anyway, um, Doc, you do realize that there are many really good films about the fictitious characters. I, no, that's a dumb comment. Here's why. You're not dumb. It's a dumb comment. I've said dumb comments, too. I probably just said one. Um I'm well aware, of, like, you do understand that I did mention the Hulk, right? He's fictitious. He's, he's not real. <laughs> so I, I get that. But of all things, what represents white upper class culture? Freaking Barbie, man. Blonde hair, blue eyes, thin, with a perfect body. Well, for white guys, skinny. So anyway, 
So I'm I'm just kind of wondering, what is that? It's not like you can suspend your disbelief and why. Like looking at the background with the with the pink, like to, like it's fake. By like what? It should have been a musical. It should have been on stage. A movie about Barbie, dude. Come on. All the things that are happening in the world, all the beautiful cultures throughout the world, all the things that are happening. You pick Barbie. You should be ashamed. <laughs> Wesley said, Dr. Ken, I guess I'm offensive to Disney's Hulk and Groot because during hunting season, I'm wearing green and brown face paint to camouflage in the woods. <gasps> You're. Oh, my God. You can't do that. You're taking you're stealing the culture of animals in the woods, man. You can't do that. You may as well put on blackface and be black. So can a black person wear blackface? Like, is that offensive? I don't know. I don't know. Mr. Madi said, millions of people went to go see Barbie. Girls and women dressing up as Barbie on social media. My brother. Ha, ha, ha. Madi. Dude, guess what? Can't millions of people be dumb? <laughs> I'll just say. I mean, I'm just being silly, but it's Barbie, dude. Like, really? I get it. Suspend your disbelief. Go see a movie. Feel good. Every little girl looked at Barbie and said, I want to be like that. Is that why older women work out so much every day? To stay skinny and thin and something that, that nature takes care of with this thing called gravity? Oh, okay. Kill yourself if you want to. I see it every morning. I'm like, my God, you've got to be like 70 years old, 75 years old. You're actually still working out every day for your husband. So he'll keep you. Stop. Stop. If he leaves, he leaves. If he stays, he stays. Move on. Hey, guy, if she leaves, she leaves. If she stays, she stays. Move on. But at some point. Work out because you want to be healthy. You want to live longer. Live a great life. Be like Alex. I'm just saying. I couldn't resist because <laughs> Alex has the hair. You know what I really love? So I noticed the other day I looked in and my hair is really thin, like almost like a giant ball spot in the back of my head. Right. And so I usually get a haircut every couple of weeks. The problem was the last two times over a month ago, probably June was the last time I got my hair cut because I kept going places and leaving town and doing stuff. And I thought I had picked the right day to leave. And I left on a Wednesday and I, I was supposed to leave on a Thursday. It was messed up. And so now I'm stuck. And so tomorrow I'm finally going to get a haircut that I haven't got. I finally shaved because. Oh, that was my phone. Because uh, <laughs> I'm getting a beard. I'm like, what is that? I was, I was getting a beard like. A beard beard. And I had to literally shave it off because it started getting in in grown hair and all that crap. So but I noticed it's it's getting yeah. And so I simply looked in and saw a picture of my mother's father, right? Because that's where the gene comes from. It comes from your grandfather through your mother to you. So if you know what your maternal grandfather looks like in terms of hair when they're older, guess what, buddy? <laughs> that's you. 
And so that's what it was. And I looked at him and I went, ah, bald. Got it. And so now I'm determined, and I, and, I, and, I, and I guess I need some help. Should I just get all my hair cut off and be bald? Alex, you didn't have to look up like that. You, you, didn't, you didn't have to look up like that. He looked up like, what? I mean, should I? 833-212-1017. Should I get a haircut and just get it all cut off? Now, I had a friend of mine who's a barber say, get it cut off gradually. I'm like, what does that even do? Like when I went mustacheless and beardless, I just cut it off. Well, you should have trimmed it little until why? So let me get this right. I should keep coming to the bar, to the to the to the to the shop to pay you to cut off hair that I'm not using anymore. Okay, going to a barber is kind of weird for me anyway. If I'm bald, I gotta shave and I'm done. I never have to pay again. So why would I do that? Should I do that? 833-212-1017. Get it cut low or don't let it grow. Which is it? Because I'm telling you. Somebody wrote regarding uh, the Bernstein movie. They said, I confess I used to be woke. I was constantly getting triggered. I protested everything that offended me and demanded that it all be canceled. Finally, I grew out of it. I went to preschool. 